a little bit of a different flavor. So you dip the peanut butter cracker into <laughs> the chicken soup, and it's amazing. Amazing. Why did we start recording at this point? I wanted that we, to be on the record. We, we led with <laughs> peanut butter soup. Hello, and welcome to the Amped About Movies podcast. I'm David, and today Colin, Hunter, Andrew, Chad, and I will discuss the 2011 biographic sports drama Moneyball, which is currently available on Netflix at the time of this recording. This movie was written by Steven Zillian, Aaron Sorkin, and Stan Churvin, and was directed by Bennett Miller. The movie stars Brad Pitt, Robin Wright, and Jonah Hill. Now for a brief synopsis for the uninitiated. Oakland A's GM Billy Bean is handicapped with the lowest salary constraint in baseball. If he ever wants to win the World Series, Billy must find a competitive advantage. Billy's about to turn baseball on his ear when he uses statistical data to analyze and place values on the players he picks for the team. There will be spoilers in this podcast, so we highly recommend you watch the movie before listening. Next week, we'll be watching Die Hard 2, which is currently available on Amazon Prime Video, in honor of our Christmas special for the year of 2021. Finally, we want to give a shout out to all our listeners in the Oakland, California area. We appreciate you taking the time to listen in, and we hope you enjoy. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a rating or by interacting with our polls and questions on Spotify. Now to hand it off to Colin, who is currently mocking my hand gestures. Colin, take it away. Thank you. I'm so glad we're doing a, an audio format so you can, you can tell <laughs> that I'm doing it. Moneyball. I love this movie. I'm surprised I haven't seen it until now. It is honestly up there with one of my favorite sports movies outside of probably Miracle and Blades of Glory, which is funny because <laughs> I'm not even a big hockey guy. This movie's great. I, I honestly, it felt a lot like like a David Fincher movie, but with sports, just because it's all very character driven. The writing and the dialogue was amazing. It's so nerdy, but it's presented in a way that was really digestible, which I really enjoyed. The dynamic between Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill was very believable and, and endearing and engaging. And I just love it. I mean, it's as someone who's really into like the really nerdy baseball stuff, this movie is incredible. And I just love the concept of it. Like, especially Andrew and I were pretty big baseball guys. Uh, and we've talked about kind of the, the plight of small market teams. In our case, the team formerly known as the Indians, currently the Guardians, and what they have to do to, you know, play in almost a rig system where they talk about it quite a bit in this movie and the A's have a similar experience where they have a payroll of, you know, 20% of what these larger market teams are and they still have to compete. And what they have to do to essentially find extra value in players that throughout the league are viewed negatively for whatever reason. And it is cool because it's, it's that kind of tale of Billy Bean being a, a trailblazer in that sense, almost in a business world. This almost feels like a business movie, like similar to like social network. Yeah. I was saying, talking about Fincher earlier. And it's also, it was a very personal tale. And I feel like it was, especially like his dynamic with his daughter, they could have made that super cheesy. And I don't think it ever really got to that point. It, it was just additional, flavor in the background that really made you want to root for Billy Bean and uh, Jonah, Jonah Hill's character, which is, I think, based on Paul DePostra, is that his name? He's currently on the Browns. Yeah, originally on the Indians. But yeah, I love this movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was engaging. It, it really, like, it kept the pace up the entire time, kept the stakes very high. I think, I didn't realize how it, they weren't an outright success, like, at the, at the beginning of the movie. I guess it makes sense. 
they had to go on that run to like have a positive year. But I think they really told that perspective of it where they were like, this is a huge risk. Like you could be fired. And they were like, yeah, you could be working at Dick's Sporting Goods at some point. And he was pissing off all of baseball, which is cool because he was, you know, obviously being a trend center and trailblazer, but how big of a risk they were taking and it could have all backfired. But yeah, I love this movie. I thought it was great, especially as a fan of baseball and its history it's a very pivotal moment within baseball. And as it kind of talked about, the Red Sox took their methods and broke the Bambino curse at the end of it without Billy Bean. But it kind of showcases the importance of that within sports. So I really liked it. I thought it was a killer movie. I, I think it elevates it just above a regular sports movie. I feel like I've seen, like, Remember the Titans or We Are Marshall. They played that constantly when I was in middle school. And it's good, but it's kind of cheesy. This one, I feel like it's very straight it's like a business movie almost which i thought was cool but it's still uplifting it was i don't know i i i really liked it i thought their kind of attitude towards what they were doing was refreshing i love the fact when they were like that they're talking about the the cutting scenes and they're like no these guys are all you know, professional ball players you just gotta like give it to them straight and i feel like i was very much a jonah hill character where i'm like oh i'm sorry man like i know your kids just started school or whatever and i'm way too midwest and i thought it was cool that brad pitt's character is like just just give him a phone number of the travel agent and tell him you're cut and good luck and get out of your office i'm like all right cool yeah i, don't know, I really liked it i want to hear what you guys would say about it as well sweet about the overall movie yeah, yeah and just just checking from imdb i think jonah hill was playing peter brand oh yeah that was a, a made-up character oh it's a made-up character okay okay Gotcha. I did not know that. All right. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Well, next up, we're going to toss it over to Beard. What did you think about this movie, Beard? I loved this movie. It was awesome. For a lot of the same reasons that Colin said, this was my first time watching it. And I got to tell you, it was consistently the most recommended movie to me for probably 10 years since it came out. Because everybody's like, oh, Andrew, you like baseball? Oh, Andrew, do you like data and analytics? <laughs> well, I got the movie for you. And I'm like, yes, Andrew, you're a big old movie. nerd. And you <laughs> yeah, like basically. baseball. When someone says war, you know what that means. Oh, yeah. Wins above replacement. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Sabermetrics, so. baby. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. To no surprise, I love this movie. It was, it was, in fact, made for people like me. And it was, I mean, it was a slam dunk. It was super enjoyable to watch. Um, and it wasn't like, super complex either but like in a good way right it was just like super easy watching right it was just it's easy to follow along easy to stay engaged and and that was great the acting in this movie was was good and and maybe more so the casting like brad pitt perfect for this role knocked out of the park no doubts there jonah hill and philip seymour hoffman were not who i would have thought would play these roles but they also knocked out of the park like they killed it like, this is the first time I ever really considered that Jonah Hill has range. Because I was like, this is not his typical type of role. But, like, he like he played the awkward, nerdy stats guy great. Oh, he was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. This is, like, this, like, I've seen him in Wolf of Wall Street, and he was also really good. But it was more comedic. He crushed this, like, you know, you're saying sort of awkward, dramatic role. I thought he was amazing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like his character from Superbad became mature. <laughs> and then went, went to Yale. And, then, and also, yeah, went to Yale. <laughs> yeah, see, that's right. Like, 
I don't. I think that's the only other film we've seen with Jonah Hill on this podcast. And like, I could not think of two characters that are le- less similar. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was impressive. And yeah, otherwise, it's it kind of like Colin was saying. I just really appreciated this movie because I am a huge baseball fan, and I also like the Cleveland Indians and Guardians, right? And they're always in the same boat. It's always a, an uphill battle. And so, like, I just really appreciated an underdog type story, kind of like Rocky, you know, Re- same reason why everybody loves Rocky, you know. And and also, I just think, like, from a historical standpoint, it's pretty interesting, too. I mean, not that it's, like, historical, because it's, like, 10 years old, and it depicted events only 20 years ago. But the introduction to analytics in sports has completely changed the game. And... Mm. It just it, things are done totally different now than they used to be. And it's had kind of ripple effects in ways that were unintended. So one thing in baseball is, you know, they have the shift now. So they like, you know, they use analytics to figure out where each individual player hits the ball most commonly. And then they just like put players in that part of the field. And it's like it's like completely turned around people's careers for the worse. Right. Like they'll just like all of a sudden they just can't get any hits anymore because because they can predict so accurately where they will hit the ball and then it's like game over. So mm-hmm. I just I like to think about those things, too. So it like, you know, it was I wouldn't say this movie is provocative in the traditional sense where, you know, it's like really making you think about the you know the world. But, you know, it also but for me, it makes me think about. You know, what uh, what, what came of baseball after this? So for it was sure. a really cool movie. I really enjoyed it. it yeah, it's also crazy. Like, because my view on baseball is so tied to statistics. Like, I essentially view baseball as, like, the game of averages and statistics. It's crazy to me that prior to, like, 2002, that that wasn't really part of the game, which is kind of blows my mind. Because the way I view it is, you know, the most games, the most, you know, hits, at-bats, like you were saying, like, yeah, I think it's kind of crazy. And it's, it, I think it's super interesting. And interesting, I, and taking what you were just saying, Beard, and going in a different direction about how you don't think this movie is super profound, I actually kind of disagree because I, I think this movie has a lot of profoundness to it. Like, the fact that the ending of this movie ends the way it does. And obviously, it's based on a true story. So they're not really taking a lot of liberties when they wrote the ending. But the fact that they even made the movie in the first place, given the way it ends, where he chooses to not go for the money and chooses to go back to the A's and try to get the World Series the way he wants it, like trying to fight for his dream. I think that that sends a message that like you can be a mover and shaker, but still have a dream and still find great success. There's also the message of just like persevering when you're trying to do something new and everyone's telling you it's a terrible idea. Everyone's mocking you and just sticking with it. And then getting the greatest, like, what's it called, streak in MLB history. I mean, that that was such an awesome emotional. Is that not, no longer the case? Here it comes. A swing and a drive to deep right, down the line, base hit, into the corner, around third, coming home, Ramirez. It's a game winner for Jay Bruce. And history marches on. 22 consecutive wins. Oh, okay. Well, rip. <laughs> anyway, either way, it's it was a super um, emotional story, and it left me feeling like there was a lot to take away in terms of 
something that I can apply to my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And I think it, it, I do like the message of it. It's like he, he wants to prove it. He says it's going to be so much sweeter to taste the champagne if it's in the, the smallest market team in baseball. And that's a crazy thing. Like the A's and the Guardians are the two smallest teams in baseball and they're the two longest winning streaks, which is like unbelievably improbable in the fact that they can pull that stuff off. I, I don't know. I think it's I, the, the line, like, how can you not fall in love with baseball? Or how, what, what's the exact line? I forget what it is now. But the like, how can you how, how can, can you, you not, not be romantic, romantic about baseball? about baseball I, I don't know i feel like that's the the main tagline of this movie and i think they capture it so well i love that ending scene with the really fat guy and he like it was running to first and he was trying to you know get there <laughs> you know, to, like convince him that he hit the home run i love it i think that that scene and then them like that jonah hill and brad pitt just like talking and hanging out and talking about how much they love baseball how much obviously the player loves baseball and they can make a difference in his life and make a positive impact on the a's i think it's incredible yeah Sweet. All right. Well, thanks for that beard. And uh, Chad, the moment we've all been waiting for. I agree with everything that you guys said, if, I, if I'm being honest. No, but on on top of what you guys have already really delved deep into, I one of the things that I really enjoy about this film is how much they capture people's passion for either the sport of baseball or statistics or the marriage of that. It's one of the things that I always really appreciate about like sports documentaries is being let into the, the passion that people have for the sport that they play and, and get a little bit of that. Definitely not something that I ever had for any sport that I ever played, but I think it's one of those things that when you capture it and you can, you can put it on screen. I think we saw it really well with free solo. You get let in behind that curtain a little bit and you get to understand the dedication and the time and, and the life that you live in order to really pursue something of greatness. And, you know, in Free Solo, obviously that's, you know, it's a documentary, that's real life, but I thought they were able to capture what a, a real life example of that would have looked like from a business perspective in this film. And I thought that was, it was really interesting to be led into that because obviously my life now is, you know, I, I, I work a nine to five type job. I work in a business environment and in, in an atmosphere. And it was interesting to see how, People can take things they do in an office on a computer, you know, they can take business type decisions and directly impact things that are uh, quote unquote greater than that, like like a sport or something like that. And I, I thought that's a really interesting perspective because normally, you know, I know, Colin, you mentioned like miracle. I almost see that as the exact opposite way where we can see how a sport directly impacts the, the views of a nation and the Cold War and things like that. And it's really interesting to see in my opinion, the, a reverse perspective of like, how do business decisions impact a sport that impacts so many people? Because at the end of the day, you can see that, you know, it's the players that go out and win 19, 20, whatever games in a row, but it's the people above them that are putting them into positions and, and building these teams and, and making those things possible. So I, I love the perspective that they, they took with the film. And I think it's a really interesting topic to look into because it, it's one of those things that really, I think, has directly impacted the way that I, I view and enjoy baseball on a daily basis. Because growing up, I mean, I, I, we grew up in an era where I think stats were very widely broadcast for players. And I think that was a, a big thing with, you know, we always knew, like, on-base percentage, like, on top of, like, the basic stats, like, you know, home runs, walks, 
singles, doubles, like we like those were statistics that were like very common to to see and to be aware of. And I don't know if that was necessarily a very common thing to have, you know, back in the 80s or 90s. It was probably like home runs. Maybe you're, you're like batting average. I, like, I don't think statistics were nearly as important for, for people then as they are for people now. And it's something that I can relate to and understand. Whereas like some of the things when the, when the scouts are talking about those five skills, like he hits, he hits for power, his hips rotate, well, all those types of things. I don't know any of that about baseball. I played baseball in grade school. I don't know any of that stuff. Like I, I can't relate to, you know, professional baseball players or that type of stuff, but I can relate to basic statistics of like home runs, war. I can, I can wrap my head around that and, and understand how that influences the game. So it's, it's one of those really monumental changes in a sport that was at that point already over a hundred years old, I think. So like, just very interesting moment in time and a very interesting moment in the sport. And I thought they captured that very, very well, distilled it down to a couple of characters, a couple of hours, and, and really wrapped it up pretty nice because it was it's a huge moment in, in sports history. And I thought they, they captured it pretty well, pretty well. And it was very enjoyable to watch. I, I watch it. If it's if it's on a streaming service that I have, I'm more than happy to throw it on in the background and, and, and watch it and, and get engrossed in it again. Yeah. Right on. I was going to. I was going to say, like, Andrew and I have this conversation before about how unique baseball is and the fact that it has such a long history. Like, there's no other sport that people talk about a player from, like, the 1920s. Like, that's crazy. Like, when was when did Babe Ruth play? Like, it wasn't around there for, like, the 30s, right? Yeah, around the 20s was his peak. I think he played into the 30s, so that was the end of his career. Yeah, but still, like, that that's a recognizable name from 100 years ago. There's no other sport that's like that. And it's so crazy that this movie can highlight the fact that you can change a game that's been running the same way for, like you're saying, a century. It's crazy. Yeah, I also love how, in contrast to what you were just saying, Chad, about this game being able to be changed by the business and the analytics side of things and kind of taking that approach to how you change the sport, that could not yet alone changed the sport you had to have billy bean going in there and talking to the players and breaking his rule of never getting to know anyone and by the end of the movie he knows all the players he's connected to the team so has jonah hill's character they both kind of woven their way in from being these like high level you know brainiacs to being people who are implementing this plan with the players as a part almost a part of the team and it just goes to show that you know sometimes you have to you have to be able to marry those analytic sides and the human sides together to pull off something as epic as this. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Hunter. Yeah. Well, I not only agree with what everybody's had to say, but I also actually bring in some other opinions. So, uh, <clears throat> Chad, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to build off what you said, and I'm going to work my way back. So, Chad, I completely agree with, everything you said i think that even more this movie shows how important it is to bring in other perspectives into an industry where everybody thinks the same you see that in as you mentioned david in the room where uh billy bean is talking with the scouts and he's saying what is the problem and scout one says oh we need to replace giambi and and fabio we need new fabio and uh then he's like that's not the problem and he goes around and he's trying to identify the problem and nobody knows the problem because they all think the same way. 
And I absolutely love that scene. I was shown that in an entrepreneurship class of mine. And that will forever stick with me from the purpose of two things. One, the importance of having people who think differently in the same room so that you get different answers. And then two, that you identify the proper problem, how important it is for that. Because if they didn't identify the correct problem, they wouldn't have the right solution. And so in order to provide the solution you need, you need to look at the problem and frame that properly. So I love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, the next piece I wanted to say, I'm skipping back, Colin, I'm going to what you said is, I agree, this is definitely a business movie. You said David Fincher, it almost reminds me of The Social Network a little bit with how this was shot. I love that this movie doesn't necessarily glamorize baseball. So you take a movie, movie such as Rudy, right? And you have that, you have the awesome football scenes where you see Rudy just when he's in practice, he's getting hit, he's grinding for the spot. And then you eventually see uh, the last scene where he finally makes it onto the field and they show this uh, fantastic scene that's very emotional. With this movie, you don't see a lot of baseball happening, and I love that. They show the non-glamorous side. They don't make this job seem glamorous. They show uh, 30 seconds of the game, and then they swipe over to uh, Jonah Hill's character, Peter Brand, looking at statistics, and then it's showing all the statistics he's looking at. And then we see Brad Pitt working out. We don't see a lot of the game because it really focuses on Billy Bean and Peter Brand and the work that they had to do in order to make this team and not necessarily what the team did, which I thought was a very interesting dynamic and a very interesting route. And ultimately, I loved it because you got to really connect with those two characters, understand everything they went through and really learn about them. So I I absolutely thought that was fantastic. And I love that. Uh, The last bit I want to add is, Beard, building off what you said, is talking about an underdog story. Uh, This is a story of innovation. I I love innovation. David knows that. We both graduated from the Institute of Entrepreneurship. And this movie is the epitome of what it means to think outside of the box, stretch your comfort zone, and truly innovate. This, This is it. Everybody, as I mentioned, thinks the same way and is getting pissed off because somebody else doesn't think the same way as them. They think they're going to lose their jobs because they're not valued anymore. And they're threatened by this person. And everybody is just batting him down and telling him this is terrible. And no one is, is has his back but Peter Brand. And he bets on himself. He believes in himself and and is willing to do everything he can to achieve his goal. And that is sort of the epitome of innovation in this sense, talking about a business movie. You look at Facebook, you look at, better yet, you look at Apple and what Steve Jobs did. That's somebody who was thrown out of their own company and had a vision and consistently pursued it. And Peter Brand, not Peter Brand, really, Billy Bean, did the same thing. And I think that's so inspiring to see the commitment he had going in and talking to their owner and saying, I am going to win us a ring. I need this. I am determined to do this. And really not only saying, I want to be able to do this one day, but saying, I'm going to do it and identifying the way he's going to do it and sticking with his guns and moving, just absolutely making history because of that. And I I love that. I think that's important, not only from an inspiration piece, from a uh, learning piece, but also I've talked about this a couple in our podcasts. I think that's important for us being 24, 25 years old 
and really starting our careers and understanding that whatever we want to set our mind to, whether it's we want to end up in a certain position, we want to go into an industry, is that we have the ability to do that by betting on ourselves. And I just found that incredibly inspiring looking at somebody like Billy Bean and the fact that he's a GM of baseball. If he gets fired from his, this job, he's made himself a laughing stock. It's going to be a heck of a hard time to get another job like that. Like he loves what he did. He loves what he does. And he's putting his job on the line because he loves it so much and because he sees the future. But if he's pissing everybody else in the industry off and nobody sees eye to eye and he gets fired, you've made a great point. What is he going to do? I mean, that is truly the epitome of betting on your vision. And I think that's just something that's great, especially for us to learn where we are in saying, look, sometimes we it, it, we have to follow our dreams. And if there's a risk involved, sometimes we have to take that risk. And so I'll, I'll end it there. I, I absolutely love this movie. Uh, I think my comments reflect that. I got a little bit more than just just the story, but I I, I love that. I I love these types of movies. You 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 four know that. I love this stuff. It, it's just it, it makes me feel like we can truly do anything. Like we have the power in our hands to do anything we want, which is awesome. Yeah, I do love how they they both uh, show the opportunity of what you can do if you fully pursue something, but they also don't glamorize it. They show that he had to take many steps to really make it happen like he had to transfer out a dude who the team uh, coach liked to play on first like one of their best players he had to get rid of him just to make sure that his plan would be the only option and again that's another move that could have looked terrible and if they hadn't succeeded it was a huge bet that they were going to win because if they didn't he would have you know maybe even been fired that season for making crazy plays so yeah it's definitely it's like a catch 22, definitely something to admire, but also something to be to be uh, aware of. And I think that the movie did a great job of showing both sides of that. All right. Well, I think we're going to move into scores just to keep things moving. And I think, you know, as we go into scores, we can keep bringing up points that we love about this movie as we bring up the different things we're going to rate. Let's do it. All right. We're going to hand it over to Colin. What did you rate this movie? Thanks, David. Uh, honestly. I want to give it a 10, and I don't know what's holding me back. I'm going to give it a 9, but if I, I'm going to watch it again, and it could be a 10. I love this movie. It was really, it's, uh, yeah, it's honestly probably one of the best sports movies I've ever seen. Who did, I know it was nominated for Best Picture. Who did it lose to? Do we know? You know, I don't know. I'll do some quick research, and we'll get back Just to that. Quick, quick, some quick maths. Uh, but yeah, this movie's quick great. Honestly, I, I couldn't really find a fault in it. Um, the characters are great. Story is great. The the way it's shot is great. The pacing is honestly kind of perfect for this type of movie. Um, it has an emotional um, sense to it. You're really rooting for all these people. And uh, yeah, I love it. It was great. Maybe the only thing I didn't like was I thought the, the ending with the Boston Red Sox guy was kind of maybe wasn't necessarily needed because he, he kind of just did like a in conclusion part of the paragraph in a school paper type thing. Um, but I think it was important to talk about him turning down the money. I just think maybe the one exec guy. Yeah, but then that was also kind of important for him to talk about because that's like the league was going to kind of steal Billy Bean's thing. So 
I don't know. I liked it. I'm going to go with a nine. That feels right. I thought this movie's great. Uh, highly recommend this to anyone who's a baseball fan, general sports fan, or honestly, as Hunter talked about, just like anyone in a business sense that needs to feel propelled to be innovative and disruptive. I think this movie is amazing as a showcase. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I thought I thought the ending was it was actually quite useful to me because I'm not as steeped in the baseball history. So I was kind of dying to know, like, what is the conclusion here? Does he end up making a ton more money? And then it, I found it to be both unexpected that he turned down the money in a real life situation. It's the kind of thing that, you know, someone you think someone would write as like a inspirational close to a movie. But like in real life, they'd always take the money. But the fact that he didn't is kind of inspirational in itself. So cheers to that. How about Chad? What did you rate this movie? Overall, I I know I've, I mentioned a lot of things that I liked about it. It's across the board, just very, very solid. One of those movies that I enjoy watching. Wait, sorry, not to stop on your toes, but it was actually the artist. Like the it was the King speech was awarded in 2011. But um, it was it was made in 2010. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, because they because they always do the awards the year after all those movies came out. Got it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I also looked it up. Nice, good catch. All right, <laughs> the artist. All right, now Chad, back to you. Overall, I, I, it's an 85 for me. I think it's there's just a, a lot of really good aspects to the film. I don't give it like a ton of tens. I don't think it did anything perfectly, but I think it did everything well enough that it deserves very very high marks. So. Overall, 85, very, very solid. Watched it a lot more than, than some other movies that are definitely on the list and, and definitely enjoyed a lot. So, very good. Sweet. All right. Thanks, Chad. We'll hand it over to Beard. What did you think about this movie? What did you rate it? I gave it a pretty good score. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And kind of like Chad, you know, there weren't like any categories that were like really stand out for me except for enjoyability because of course i had to give it a 10 because as i mentioned it was like the intersection of two of my favorite things so like it, it would just feel wrong to not give it a 10 even though there was a, a quite a stark lack of wandering through the desert but that's okay i was able to look past that <laughs> one other quick thing i wanted to mention was um, <laughs> i really i really liked that scene that uh hunter was mentioning where they're all in the boardroom and they're like trying to figure out like what the problem is I just wanted to say I love that because like the solution is so simple, like in retrospect, even though it like wasn't obvious at the time where he's just like, yeah, we just need guys who can get on base. Like that's all we got to do. That's all yeah. we have to do to win the game. Anyway, I just love that. I, uh, I love this scene when he just points at him. He's just like, what do we need on base? And he's like, wait, do you want me to say it again? And he's like, yes, that's why I'm pointing at you. And he's like, get on base. And then there's math and the guy, like the old dude is like, oh, yeah, carry the one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I love that. I Who's Fabio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's a Fabio? Oh, he's the second baseman for the Seattle. <laughs> oh, his brother's really good. And then, like, Billy Bates, like, having a brain aneurysm like, at the table. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking about here? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that scene, it, it, was, it was worth repeating because that, that scene was great. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, um, Plot eight, acting eight. I, I talked about how well cast this movie was. So all came out to be about a 73 overall. Nice. 
All right. Well, I'll jump in and say that I also enjoyed this movie very much. I give it a nine because I'm not going to lie. The streak, you know, sequence where they talk about how how many games they won. And then they're on like the 19th game, I think it was a 20 game streak, right? Yeah. OK, so on the 19th game, they're on the 20th game and they're they're like potentially going to lose because he showed up. And I don't know why, but I'm also a superstitious sports game viewer sports viewer slash participant so like if for some reason whenever i don't watch the Bengals, they win and so you know sometimes <laughs> i'm like uh, hesitant to tune into the game so i totally understand where billy bean was coming from and then when he shows up they start to fail and drop their like 12 point lead that scene definitely gave me a lot of stress so i had to rate it a nine in enjoyability because i did not enjoy that scene even though it was very well done. Like, I'm not denying that it was incredibly well done. It just made me very stressed. So <laughs> I like the plot, the character development, as we were discussing. The acting was in, was really, really great. I gave that an eight. Cinematography, eight. I, I mean, special effects, I gave it a six because nothing really stood out to me that much on that. But I like the soundtrack, seven on that. I really especially liked the his daughter's singing and, and that kind of emotional side of it and how she was kind of driving him to be like a good person and to do his best from the sidelines. And then as far as I already spoke earlier about my interpretation of the profoundness of this film. So I gave that a nine. And like I said, they didn't really have to include all those scenes with his daughter or all the human scenes, but they did. And that artistry and like that love of the game, that romantic side, it's, that's something I've always felt about baseball as well. And for that reason, I gave the artistry a nine. So overall, my score was an 80 flat, but I did very much enjoy this movie and I would recommend it to anyone. All right. And with that, Hunter, what did you rate this movie? I gave it a 10 for enjoyability. Similar to you all. I love this movie, as as you could tell, more for more than just what the movie showed, but what it what it stands for. Uh, absolutely thought that was fantastic acting that was awesome uh, a couple unique bits i will cover is i give it an eight for cinematography i gave it a seven for special effects because i didn't love the scenes where you could tell that they weren't playing actual baseball in the game that it was with a dark screen you you could tell that and that kind of stood out and brought me out of the moment sometimes. So I had to give it a seven in special effects. But the other standouts have got to be a 10 in profoundness and a nine in artistry. A 10 in profoundness, as as you all heard, uh, I think this movie is incredibly profound and is something that uh, I could rewatch over and over and over again and, and just feel inspired and get new things out of. The other piece is artistry is similar to that uh, mention of David Fincher. I think that this movie is shot and directed in a very particular way to as a to just not glamorize baseball to highlight the work that goes in behind the scenes that you don't see where everybody sees what happens on the field but you don't see what happens off the field and i think that that was a fantastic choice to make uh, not only the main characters uh, about that but to not really glamorize the game so much and to show uh, the hard struggles that are put in to form a winning team. 80, 85. Boom. Yeah. 85. All right. We had an 85 from Hunter and, and Chad. Okay. Very nice. And a 73 from Beard, an 80 from David, and a 9 
with a hesitant 10 from Colin. All right, I think that wraps it up. I will also up. say the, oh. the, big, the biggest compliment, my man David told me that I, I kind of look like Brad Pitt, and I will, uh, uh, this movie gets an 86 because of that. Oh, yeah. So, there I'm, we go. I'm not going to lie. When I saw that, when I saw Brad Pitt, like, walking around at the beginning of this movie, I thought, dude, that looks just like Hunter. I don't know about you guys, but I felt like, especially, Hunter's been, like, growing his hair longer lately, so he, like, has the same style of hair similar to Billy Bean in this movie, and, uh, and yeah, I just felt like their mannerisms were very similar, except for, of course, like, flipping a desk and, like, you know, throwing shit at the wall, but, you know, otherwise, very similar, and, uh, yeah, so I had to let, I had to let him know. All right. I think that wraps us up for this week. We'd love to hear from our listeners, whether it's behind the scenes questions or movie suggestions. What's your favorite biopic movie? Let us know by leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts, email us at amptaboutmovies at gmail.com, or interact with our polls and questions on Spotify. And of course, please give us a follow so you can be updated when our next episode drops. Additionally, we've recently opened up our podcast for listener support. If you enjoy what you hear and want to make it possible for us to keep watching movies, you can pledge between $1 and $10 a month to make that happen. We hope this episode has gotten you amped about Moneyball, and we'll catch you next week when we discuss Die Hard 2. Peace. If I buy a house at any point, I think I'm going to put up a poster of Bruges. <laughs>